All right, so if you would please turn in your Bible with me to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. So what I want to share with you today is um, this passage has become my life passage. And specifically, verse 33 is my life verse. And it deals with the issue of anxiety, of worry. And I remember when I was, I think, 16 or 17 years old, um, my dad was an evangelist. And so we grew up traveling to different churches um, and we were on the, constantly on the road. And so because, as a result of that, we never really like I never had constant relationships, constant friendships, um, never really had an opportunity to work like a job, make money. And so I remember in this time of my life, um, I had met this girl <laughs> that I really, really liked. And for whatever reason, in my 17 year old mind, I thought, you know, I'm going to marry her. Uh, and I was just like, all oh, is just really, really into her and everything. But we were traveling. And I remember being so worried about how is this going to work out? I was planning on coming to Bob Jones. She was planning on going to a different Christian school. And I was like, I just don't know how this works out, but I think we're going to get married. Well, you know, all these different things. And then uh, meanwhile, I was also really struggling financially. Uh, there were just several different financial burdens and things. There were some things that I wanted to have. And then there were some things that I had to have, but just didn't have the money. And what happened was I got so consumed with my worry. I got so consumed with my life and what was going on that I stopped pursuing Christ. And I remember my dad pulled me aside one day and he said, Hunter, he's like, what's going on? And I shared just everything that was in my heart. And he said, Hunter, when was the last time like you prayed about it? And he shared Matthew 6, 33. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And he's like, you are worried, Hunter. But you need to understand is that when you pursue Christ, you put Christ first in your life, God will provide for you. He's like, he said he will provide direction for the relationship. He will provide just the monetary means that you need. And so that's what I want us to see. And we'll start in uh, verse 25. We're going to see that when we pursue Christ first, God will provide for all of our needs. Verse 25 says, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you will eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, Shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. 
for your heavenly Father knoweth what ye or that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And so Jesus is preaching his sermon on the mount. And right before this, in chapter um, 5, or actually, sorry, not in chapter 5, but at the end of chapter 6, he says, you know, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And he says, you cannot serve two masters for you'll either serve the one or serve the other. And it's just this whole idea of don't seek the temporal, but seek the eternal. And so he says, therefore, take no thought to your life. One way that you could say this is don't be anxious. Don't be anxious about your life. And we live in a culture today that is very anxious, very worried. And there are real things to be that can distract our mind things going on in the world. And it's interesting because Jesus lays out very physical things. He says, you know, why do you worry about what you were going to eat? Why are you anxious about what you're going to wear? And I think we can very easily overlook that because for most of us, not all of us, we have food regularly, we have clothing, but given the context in which this was written, it was, there was, it was a poor society. And food, I mean, it's essential for living. Clothing to keep them safe from the ele the elements. And so these are real needs that are just important for survival. And so Jesus says, you don't need to be worried about it. Don't worry about these things. But why, like, why should we not? And he gives these two examples. He says, look to the look to the birds. You know, they don't, they don't work, they don't work hard, but yet God feeds them. And he says, are you not of more value than the birds? And I think so often we get so wrapped up in our anxiety and our worries that we forget that God cares for us. But I tell you that if God cares for what we would consider worthless birds, God cares for you. He also gives the example of the lilies of the field and how the Lord clothes them. He sustains them. And, and he says, you know, they're there one day and then the next day they're gone. And he talks about their glory and how beautiful their splendor. It's greater than that of Solomon and all his glory. And he says, does your heavenly father, won't your heavenly father clothe you? Oh, ye of little faith. I remember I did not have faith in God. I did not believe that he would provide for me. But the reality is, is that God cares for us. He will feed us. He will clothe us. Every need that we have in our life, he will provide. And so that, and he says, verse 32, it says, for all these things do the Gentiles seek. These things that we are so often worried about, this is what, Pagans, people who don't know the Lord, these are the things that consume their lives. It is their direction. It is their everything. But we don't have to be consumed by it because our Heavenly Father knows exactly what we need. And even in chapter 7, just right after this, he says, ask and you shall receive. 
knock and it shall be opened unto you. And he gives this example about if, if a son comes to a father and he asked for, you know, for food, would he give him, you know, a rock or a serpent? Would he give him something that was bad? No. And how much more will our heavenly father give good gifts to his children? And that's when we come to verse 33, it says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And here's where I want to come to the last part of my story is at that moment, I bowed before the will of God, the father. And I said, Lord, I don't know what you're doing, but I have these things on my heart. And I just, I'm praying that you would provide. And at that moment, I, my, my mindset shifted from being consumed of the things of this earth to the eternal and to trust in God. And I remember having a renewed fellowship with God and starting to seek God. And I think it was not even a week later, we were at a different church. And my dad called me and just said, hey, I want to talk to you real quick. And so he took me back into the room where he was staying and he um, sat down and he said, Hunter, what's your, what's your life first? And I said, Matthew 6.33. And as I said that, he pulled out this envelope and it had $300 in it. And he said, somebody in the church this week, just the Lord laid it on his heart to give this to you. I remember seeing that and my eyes filled with tears because it's like, if God cares for me to have money, something that is so temporal, that is so transient, then God will provide for every big need in my life forever to come. God cares for our needs, both big and small. And so my challenge to us is to go to the Lord in prayer. To It says in uh, Philippians chapter chapter four and verse six, don't be anxious about anything, but in prayer with supplication, let your request be known unto God. First Peter five, seven says, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Jesus wants us to come to him, to lay our burdens before him, no matter how big or small they are. And then in Philippians chapter four and verse seven, it says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, it will keep our minds in Christ Jesus. And so whatever worry, whatever you're, whatever you're anxious about, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Let us give it to him. Let us make the eternal things, our relationship with Christ, our main focus of our life. And when we do this, God will always provide for everything that we need.